Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then discuss it. This is page 729, chapter 112, The Hammer. I sat in a tiny park composed of nothing more than two smooth stone benches, a handful of trees, and a small path running through the long grass. You could walk from one edge to the other in a minute. There were cliffs close on two sides, sheltering it from the wind. Not out of the wind, mind you. There didn't seem to be anywhere in all of Heret entirely out of the wind. As Vashet approached, the first thing I noticed was that she didn't wear her sword on her hip. Instead, she slung it over her shoulder, just as I carried my loot. She walked with the most subtle, solid confidence I have ever seen, as if she knew she ought to swagger, but couldn't quite be bothered. She had the same moderate build I'd come to expect from the Adam along with the pale, creamy complexion and gray eyes. Her hair was lighter than Tempe's by a fine shade, and she wore it pulled back into a horsetail. When she came closer, I could see her nose had been broken at some point, and while it wasn't crooked, the slight crimp looked strangely incongruous on her otherwise delicate face. Vashet smiled at me, a wide pink smile that showed her white teeth. So, she said in flawless Aturin, you are mine now. You speak Aturin, I said stupidly. Most of us do, she said. There were a few lines around the mouth and the corners of her eyes, so I guessed she was perhaps ten years older than me. It's hard to make your way in the world if you don't have a good grip on the language. Hard to do business. I remembered myself too late. Formal. Respect. Am I correct in assuming you are Vashet? The smile tugged back onto her mouth. Vashet returned my gesture broadly, exaggerating it so I couldn't help but feel I was being mocked. I am. I am to be your teacher. That's the page. My name's Nick, your co-host. I'm Jeremy. Did I throw you off, Jordana? <laughs> yes. What happened? <laughs> I'm in a daze. <laughs> I had things until I didn't. Well, while Jordana's picking picking up her things, I this is a really great intro to the character, and he's doing something that he actually doesn't often do, which is describe the character's appearance right away. Uh, that's something that Rothfuss doesn't always do. Sometimes he kind of like gives us details of them as we are in conversation with them. And it can be kind of uh, info dumpy to just like barf up a complete description of a character the first time you see them. But in this case, it kind of makes sense because she's like coming towards Quoth. He's like in an open space by himself. And like, he probably sees her coming from quite a while away. So he has time to like take, his measure of her and the character has been um, teased. Yeah. The character has been teased quite a bit. So we have already come up with some idea of what this character is like based on how other people have been talking about them. So there's also all the implications that come with the epithet, the hammer. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So we are judging our own or, you know, like Quoth, we are, comparing our prejudices of this character against our actual impression. And I think an interesting thing, or, you know, it's actually not that interesting, but it's interesting because it's not interesting that I think a weaker book would intentionally like have this be, you know, a, a slip of a girl uh, who doesn't look at all like a, 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 a frightening trainer, you know, the most feared teacher in all of Heret. It would be someone that totally, like both totally, uh, thinks doesn't fit the part and 
it's not that like she is clearly a woman and with like striking features but she also clearly like gets into fights and uh you know no is very worldly like i think it's very interesting and i think we'll talk about this uh at length on this page how vashet is speaking a turin and pulling faces something that we haven't seen any other item do i'm curious if she's doing that to like make him feel at ease or to intentionally undercut his expectations or i mean i don't think he's wrong when he thinks that he's being mocked (laughs) Yeah, I think that she spends a good chunk of this scene trying to tick him off, to provoke him, to see like what he's going to do with that. I think that much like Shaheen, every part of this is a test of him. And I think much like Shaheen, like Vashet is kind of undercutting her expectations, but not in the same way, right? Like, I think Rothfuss knows that because he just pulled with Shaheen, they're like, ah, this person is not who you expected they were. He's not going to do the exact same thing the next time he introduces another important, like, elder teacher of this culture, like, the next, literally, like, the next chapter. But I think that Vashet, he also doesn't lean into, she's got to be big and scary, right? He kind of takes, this is the only time centrism is good, he takes, like, a middle path of, like, obviously, (laughs) she has the look, if you look at her closely, she has the marks of someone who is an experienced fighter, right? She's got her hair pulled back into a horse tail so it doesn't get in her way. She's had like a broken nose and she is confident in the way she moves. But those are things that you notice after you, like they're not, thing, they're not first impression things. They're things you notice after like studying someone for a little bit. And I think in other ways, she is somewhat unassuming, like, right? She's not particularly big or imposing because none of the 8M are which I think is a, an interesting like middle ground to strike. Also in a culture where like people generally don't or aren't trying to stand out from one another or, or at all. It mm. makes sense that she would have a similar build to everybody else if she's trying not to stand out. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I think that one of the things we might understand is like, they're just like, you know, as as an ethnicity, they tend to be shorter than people from the Commonwealth. Like, it's just a, like, you know, maybe it's something to do with the nutrition or lack thereof they get in in uh, Edemra that they're not like six foot and strapping uh, as a rule. The other detail about her appearance that strikes me as interesting is that she carries her sword slung over her shoulder, which is anyone who has ever uh, studied arms and armor could tell you is not practical if you are expecting to get into a fight. It's very difficult to draw a sword over your shoulder. uh, If you think about how long explain this later in the book, why she does that. Uh, I will be looking forward to it because it does strike me as a little odd. I, it totally works if you're just like going somewhere and you're not expecting to get into a fight and you just like need a way to carry your sword. Like that's perfectly sensible. But if you are like, going somewhere that you are expecting you might need to use it, you wouldn't wear it that way. Which again... Well, you know, we all know that Geralt wears his swords over his shoulder and he does fine with them. Well, and I am not... Geralt is a special case. Well, I'm not and I'm not willing to discount the rule of cool, but as someone who has, who has thought about these things a little bit, uh, it is something that I notice as like something that does kind of ping my, this writer didn't do their research or they did do their research and decided that the rule of cool outweighed the rule of like authenticity in this case. 
but as Jordana says, we might learn later on that there is an in-story reason for her to do this right yeah, now. And, and also, if I may, it's not like she wears it in a scabbard slung over her, like she draws it from her, her shoulder. She might, like Geralt in the show, have like a sword bag that she carries over her shoulder, but then she, you know, puts it down to draw it. Yeah, that's what not I'm everyone. Saying. Yeah, exactly. Good. We agree. I, I'm saying that like the, the, the fact that she is carrying it on her shoulder means that she's not intending to draw it. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. I think it's also meant to draw a little bit of a comparison between Quoth and his music and this. Yes, that's true. Because he point he says as much, right? He says she carried yeah. her sword the way I carry my loot over my shoulder. I think the other thing we might think about this is that because she's wearing it in such a fashion that would indicate to anyone who knows their business that she does not think she needs to draw her sword, that is also in some sense, a mockery of Quoth, right? Like, this guy is not a threat to me. I don't need to think about having to draw my sword. I guess. Yes and no. I feel like a teacher should not feel threatened by their student. Well, sure. But if she was approaching this as like, I am going to teach someone worthy of my respect as a fighter how to fight, she might approach differently. Hmm. Debatable. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel strongly enough about this to argue it. All right. I said that like I had something else to say, but I don't. Yeah, do we have <laughs> any other notes on this one? I am out of things. Very well. As am I. Well, then let's get to the good part on tomorrow's page. Oh. The wind. Wee.